With the after effects of COVID devastating both the tourism and hospitality industry, many businesses in this sector are looking at ways to generate extra revenue to cover the shortfall that they have endured over the last 15 months or so. In this episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Brandon Gonski of Glacier Raft Company, and he will discuss how he actually generates more profit margins from merchandise and retail than he does from his actual tour products. Now, many businesses out there who may be looking at things like virtual tours and other ways of generating revenue haven't really touched upon the actual merchandising opportunities and the retail opportunities within their business. Brandon has done this with many of his businesses and more so with his latest business, Glacier Raft Company, through other partners like PickThrive and others who have helped him generate that extra revenue and that, that increased profit margin from retail and merchandise. So I'm sure for many businesses out there watching this or listening to this episode, will be wanting to know how he has done this, how he, what he advises on in terms of getting started with merchandise and how you can generate that extra revenue. So welcome to the Digital Tourism Show, episode 258. So, uh, Brandon, so yeah, like, no, like I mentioned, that you've had a lot of experience. You've been in the industry for around... 15 years or so so but do you want to tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background that i maybe did not cover sure so yeah going on uh, almost 20 years in the industry now started off um growing up up in alaska and kind of got into it because my dad was always a you know avid kayaker and and we grew up on um rafting trips going out you know most weekends camping or rafting and we started off um teaching kayaking lessons when i was uh, 15 years old so that got an early start. Uh, my dad is still doing that up in Alaska. And wow. from there, I kind of bounced around and, and until I uh, you know, found my spot and found my passion and, and actually kind of leading and leading more than just trips, but, but leading these organizations and, and have had a lot of fun. So moved through, like you said, um, down in Ecuador, out in Oregon, all over the U.S., um, a lot of different operations and I've really enjoyed it and landed uh, out here in, in West Glacier, Montana now, just outside of Glacier National Park. Excellent. And got to ask, how, how has the pandemic affected you guys over there? Um, have you managed to stay open to a certain extent or has it has been the same as pretty much everywhere else? Yeah, so it's been uh, an interesting year, year and a half now. Um, you know, coming in just like everyone, we didn't really know what was going to happen and, you know, put everybody on hold and everything on, on hold for a little while in the spring of 2020. But we ended up being able to uh, take advantage of, of kind of the enthusiasm of a lot of people to uh, to recreate outdoors. So you know we could find ways to to kind of distance people and you know lower the capacity in our shuttles and um, get out on those rafts and, and spending time outdoors um, actually worked out really well. We had um, throughout the season with with over 150 employees, we didn't have anyone test positive for anything. We're frequently monitoring everyone. Um, you know. Just, just like everyone did or, or at least should have been doing. And uh, we had one positive and it ended up being a super mild case. And that wasn't until the end of August last year. And this year mm -hmm. has been fantastic. You know, everyone is really excited to get back out. And we've seen an, an earlier start and, and higher demand than we have 
in the 45 years this company has been around. No, it's amazing to hear. No, I'm so glad for you. Um, it's, it's certainly the same here uh, in the UK. Um, though obviously, we have, um, I don't know if you guys have that over there, but we've been given a sort of green list of places we can travel to, uh, an amber list of places we might be able to travel to, or there seems to be some dubiety over that, and then a red list. Um, and then Portugal was pretty much one of the only European countries on uh, on the green list. And the, the amount of people that just wanted to travel to another destination, or they've had to put on extra flights, no, they've increased massively. Um, so it just shows that the appetite there is most certainly there just to get out and explore and do something and travel again. So for for any tourism-focused business, that's it's great news to see, and I'm sure that will be the same worldwide as well. So it's fantastic. Yeah. I saw that uh, yeah. Portugal surge in, in travel uh, last over the last couple of weeks. So it's great to mm -hmm. see that, that y'all are able to get out and, and explore the world a little bit more again. Yeah, sure, for sure. And I've got family over there, which makes it even better. So it gives me an excuse now to to, to go and see them. So, but uh, but no, what what one of the reasons why we wanted to get you on here, um, and because we had a, a discussion, no, uh, I think it was about a month ago or so now, was that you. During that discussion, you told me that you, you typically your business generates more profit margins from your merchandising sort of aspect than you do from your actual tours, which I just found fascinating. I'm sure any operator or activity provider or any business really for that matter, listening to that will be just wanting to know more and wanting to find out how they can do a similar thing to generate that extra revenue from business, especially now coming out of COVID. So, so tell us a bit, a bit about how you created the merchandise, you know, how, how that has worked for your business and, and how does it you know, generate that extra profit margin more so than your actual tour products? Certainly. So uh, I've had this experience at a couple companies now, which has been you know fantastic and look forward to continuing to, to grow that uh, for these guys here in Glacier Wrap Company, as well as uh, mm -hmm. you know anyone else who's interested, happy to continue to chat. But we have three different business lines, um, lodging, rafting, or, you know, lodging, activity tours, and retail. And so if you think about that, you know, if, if the destination gets them to stay or if the lodging or if, you know, rather the activity tour um, is, is what got them in the door. Well, everyone's passing, passing through the same space. Everyone has needs, whether they want to remember the trip and, and get some photos of, of their experience um, or they packed the wrong things. And it's, you know, it's mm -hmm. raining outside my window today, you know, so they might need a raincoat that they left because, uh, you know, they were hoping for a nice warm Montana spring. Um, so this is a bit of an oxymoron sometimes, but anyway, you know, I, identifying those needs for customers has been a big part and really taking a second to think about why are they going to be in this space and what do they need or what do they think they need while they're there and really taking the time to step back and analyze what's valuable, um, is, has been a major driver for, for our retail sales and, and recognizing it, you know, giving that importance, um, a lot of tour operators um, look at any retail that they do as secondary. And unfortunately that emphasis and that, that priority from, from owners or leadership trickles down. And so you see the guide staff, if you have a, a guide staff at all, or if you're doing the tours yourselves, um, feel a little bit more important. <laughs> and uh, your, your check-in staff, your retail staff, et cetera, look at themselves as, as accessories. Um, but if you shift that perspective and make sure everyone knows that each business line is important and we do look at retail, not just as selling a t-shirt to someone who walks in the door because we can, 
but th this is actually a part of our business and a part of why we're here. Um, that shift in perspective really adds some some pride and that you know happy staff and, and proud people turn into quality employees and quality salespeople. So that's actually you know, a major driver for us as well, I think. Yeah, for sure. And to, to give a bit of context, what would you? What's the type of merchandise that you sell? What would you say works really well for you? So we've um, out here. We have two different stores, and we merchandise them both differently. Um, but our operation um, that does all of our rafting check-ins, we've got you know a lot of the the classic T-shirt, um, something that says wherever we're at. So we're in Glacier National Park, so emphasizing kind of glacier and, and the middle fork of the Flathead River. Um, photos are our number one seller. Um, and photos are great too. We work with a, a, a contractor, um, but I've, I've worked other places where they take them themselves. And when you think about that, what's your margin on photos? It's dang near a hundred percent. You know, you've got your, your cost of labor, which you're going to have anyway, because they're already staffed in there. And then whatever your infrastructure is to, to deliver those photos. Um, if you're still making prints or selling CDs or even thumb drives, you might be a little bit behind. Um, <laughs> It's time to move online, um, which is, you know, what, what I've done. I've worked with PicThrive, um, but that's been our biggest one. And then the other thing in that area is, like I said, it, it depends on the time of day, but it's it's a lot of the classic T-shirt. We make sure we get more mid to high quality T-shirts. Um, people feel them now and people are willing to spend 25 or $30 on something that's that they think will last and want to remember and that feels good to wear then that really starchy um you know six dollar shirt now so that's those are the two of the areas um i'd say one other thing too is again think about where they're at and what they're doing so for us they're going out on the water classic uh you know axiom in, in river sports is that, that cotton I said cotton kills like it, it makes you cold so we tell everyone that tell everyone not to wear cotton on the river so well they didn't bring a, a synthetic t-shirt well i've got one for you <laughs> so creating that need that's it yeah just going to go for the need yeah i like it i like it so so to give us a bit of context obviously in general terms but no what sort of percentage would you say you know, uh, the, your, the business is generated from the merchandise compared to the tourism activities yeah, I was looking at this last night, actually. So in terms of uh, you know, gross revenues, we're looking at a little over 20% is in retail sales. Wow. Um, and that's with an average margin of 50% in gross margin. Um, yeah, that's incredible. 20%. Whereas, you know, our service operations, you know, your gross margins looking at 30, maybe. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's amazing to think that even you, know, you mentioned they're selling you know, things like photographs when you know, people have their mobile. It's something that people can take free and do themselves and everything else, but people still buy photographs. It's, it's, it's incredible that that still happens, but it's, it's, um, it just shows you that people are looking for something that is a little bit more quality, something to remember the moment rather than maybe it's always that person that's taking a picture of whoever they're with, but they're never in the photograph and that sort of stuff. But if you've got photographs with the whole group there or something like that, then that's mm -hmm. certainly something that appeals to a lot of people. So, And something with photography too, you know, everyone has their smartphone and, and even if they bring it on the river, um, we have some trips where they, they can, absolutely can. They'll 
probability of them dropping it in the river is a little lower than it is on you know crazy whitewater trips. Um, mm -hmm. But they've never done this before. They don't know what that good view is. They don't know where that experience is. And, and then also that interaction. It's that's what people want to see. You know, what gets you excited about looking at a video on Instagram or a picture on Instagram or a video on TikTok? It, it's that interaction and that entertainment value. And you can't get that when you just hold your phone in front of you and and you know hold it out to take a picture of you and your friends like that's great you've got that one memory but we know what's coming and and so people really see and appreciate that when you can put it in context but it definitely takes you know uh, an effort to make sure you do put that in perspective and know that your photographers aren't someone fresh out of high, and they, can, they absolutely can be someone fresh out of high school but uh, that you've emphasized like hey you know think about don't just go snap pictures go make memories yeah and that, that's that's what it. It's making a memory. No, can't more. So I'm sure a lot of people who are are listening just now uh, are watching uh, are are interested, but are, are wondering where to start and how to start with retail. You know, it's maybe something they've never even looked at or done before. They're probably even thinking, no, no one would want to buy a T-shirt from with my business name on it and things like that. So. What would you say to that and how how can they get started basically what would be the first place to start yeah so you know one of the easiest ways to start is to go to your your industry trade show um so we've got all right here we've got america outdoors association is a, is a great um rafting zipline activity association that puts on a conference every year and they have a big trade show and a lot of uh, the um you know garment manufacturers come and have reps but you know, ask your neighbor, ask um, someone in a different market. Everyone's really open to sharing these ideas um, and can put you in touch with the right people. But you can also just, you know, Google something. If you think it's interesting, find out. But I would, I would say start small um, if you're just going for it, but don't be afraid to take a little bit of a risk. And um, also, I would definitely encourage those people who are just going to try it out to not... Um, get some expertise. And, and I don't mean like go do a bunch of reading. I mean, go ask. Um, mm -hmm. If you're looking at, I mean, we're talking about hundreds of different designs on these shirts or pants or, you know, whatever. You don't know what your customer necessarily wants because you haven't done it before. And uh, this is something that took me some learning. Um, just because you like it, doesn't mean your customer is going to. And, and I can, again, say from personal experience, because I like it, my customers probably aren't going to like that. I seem to have different taste. <laughs> but the reps are fantastic resources. They know what sold well in other markets. They know what sold well in similar markets, and, and they can help steer you. Um, they're not perfect. They're not in your store. So certainly yours, use your own judgment, but definitely lean on them, especially in the early days. Um, you know, buy those full size runs and, you know, look at your area. Think about, again, like I said at the beginning here, think about what your customer actually needs and, and what they want. You know, go walk the streets and what are other people, what are what are the tourists to your area wearing? Or what are your guests wearing when they walk in the door? Sell them what they already have. Yeah. No, that's great. Great advice. And in terms of oh, with those starting out, um, what one product would you say? No, would you, would you, would you, Say it be more clothing. Would you say it be photographs? Is it something that 
the reason why I'm asking this, so I'm sort of thinking out loud here, but the, re the reason why I'm asking this is, should it be something they invest in and invest in stock and get stock in and have a pile of stock sitting there ready? Or should it be maybe going to something first that they can maybe do, like photographs, print them out or whatever, as and when they need them? What, what would you sort of say would be the best place to start in that sort of sense? I would say the easiest place to start is photos. Um, mm -hmm. It's high return, uh, low investment, and if you do that, you just have to, you know, you got to commit it to a couple different things. Um, it, with photos, you don't have to necessarily invest in a new point of sale system. Um, whereas with, you know, physical goods, you're probably going to need an appropriate retail point of sale. Um, but with photos, you need a camera that's decent, but most importantly, that you know how to use. <laughs> and, um, and then a delivery platform. So, you know, I think PicThrive, I've, I've worked with a few different companies. Um, everybody's got their advantages. I think PicThrive is a fantastic one. I've worked with them um, since inception. It's It's been great. We were one of their first clients and um, I've really enjoyed that relationship. But I think more than anything, they, they provide a really quality product. So so I, um, you know, certainly promote them. But with photos, even let's say you're doing a, a city tour, like a walking tour, if you have an enthusiastic guide, they can create those moments and capture them and the guests aren't going to even know that you just set up a picture. So they're going to miss that picture. But that, you know, sales is all about, or photos is, is all about creating that moment. Um, whereas, so you, so you have a lot more control and a lot lower risk. If you don't sell a single photo this year, well, then you're out the cost of the camera. So maybe you spent thousand dollars <laughs> um, yeah. and you know a lot of these photo delivery platforms um, particularly online ones pick drive is is a revenue sharing situation um, so they charge per delivery so if you don't deliver any you know, they're gonna be bummed and they're gonna reach out and try and help you figure out why um, but you're not gonna be out any money really um, so maybe some small investment in your you know, how are you going to show those pictures, whether it's on tablets in front of people or, uh, or you know, TV screens, I've seen it a number of different ways, or just online galleries. Oh, good, but cool. Photos, you create that, yeah. you get out, be enthusiastic. Yeah, and that's it. No, it's, it's always the, 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 the best moment captured on photographs or even in video for that matter, but um, is when you when you don't even know what's happening or you least expect it. It's because it tends to be a lot more, um, casual and natural and rather than sort of staged and everybody saying cheese and doing doing that thing and a lot of people hate getting their photographs taken as well so if it's something that's really nice and it's just happening in the background and they didn't even know about it can it can make a big difference yeah and i think you can you can take it to both ranges too if you are going to do the uh the manufactured moment um the enthusiasm enthusiasm and, and kind of silliness of someone can create you know mm -hmm. a, a unique moment i think um the Gauley River and New River in West Virginia did a great job with that. You know, years ago, they they started this concept of video boaters. So they're taking kayakers and, and they run around with a camera the whole trip and they get out and film the rapids. But beforehand and, and in between, they're videoing the guests and they're just getting a little bit wild and silly and it loosens everyone up. Um, you know, I shot pictures for our um, one of our scenic river trips the other day and um, everyone always thinks that the best photo is going to be the whitewater big wave splash, but that's not what people are buying. You can find that. You can't tell who's in that boat. Um, they want pictures. They want to know that it's them. And um, 
And so I, I hopped on the bus and I got it really excited and we took pictures of them just waving their hands around in the bus. And, and then as we're getting ready, you know, posing them on the raft and, and just making a situation out of it, I came off like just a ridiculous kind of clown, but you know what? Every single one of those guests bought those, that photo package that day. Mm-hmm. And, and if, I, I suppose if, if, if the operator gets a, yeah, if, if the, um, sorry, the tour guide or whoever gets a little kickback from that, then they're going to be even more enthusiastic to, to try and do something for you. So, Yes, I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, mm-hmm. And tracking that and um, also those kickbacks, I think, need to be frequent. So I do the same thing with, um, you know, with our, our guides get awards for selling the most, uh, for having their albums purchased the most during the year. And we do that um, three times a year. In, in a, you know, basically a three to four month season. Um, and my retail staff, um, we track, um, you know, a lot of retail, like kind of benchmarks are about sales per square foot or, or average basket size. Um, but most retail locations, brick and mortar, don't have the ability to accurately and quickly count the number of people coming in the door. So with, with um, guided operations, we do. I know that 50 people are are reserved to come in today. So I know that you had 50 opportunities to sell someone something. So I actually measure their performance on sales per person and they have specific targets and they know that if their target is $15 per person, for example, well, photos cost 54. So that's a pretty easy one to do, Mm -hmm. you know, sell a photo package to a couple that you just made $36 per person. Um, $37 per person, uh, 57 or 27. Thank you. Math's hard this morning. Um, anyhow, so that's more than 15, you know, that's easy, but it's easy. If you put that on a four month time period, they forget, you know, so I pay them out monthly on that and make sure we talk about it every day. It's part of their, you know, morning standup meeting is what's today's goal. We need, we've got a hundred people coming in. We need to do a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars whatever the goal is uh, and you can make it up the first time you can be wrong it's okay to change things <laughs> and i think that's something that a lot of managers are afraid to do is moving the moving the goalposts but if you make the goalpost too easy to reach and you realize that two weeks in you can move them that's okay explain that people want something to reach for or if you made it too far maybe move it closer that's fine too <laughs> But I, I think that, that incentive for the staff is is huge. Mm-hmm. No, I can't agree more. Um, I think it's a, doing that is a great idea. Um, uh, like I say, it would enthousi- make them enthusiastic to sell a product, which ultimately will make your business generate more revenue in the long run. Uh, it's, it's a win-win, really, in my opinion. Um, so you mentioned... Um, one of the tools that you've, you've used is Pick Thrive. Um, so is that the only tool you use, and, or, or is there any other tools that you would use or recommend to do something along with, uh, do the retail side of things? Well, so um, as far as the technology side of things, I, I really do. Um, yeah, I, I wish I could promote something else as an, as an opportunity. I mean, you could put together Google albums to share with people, but that's going to create a lot of work for you. And at the end of the day, most operators don't have don't have the time or the energy to do it. You know, it's every minute you put in there reduces that that revenue. So we have to we have to remember what we're worth as individuals. You know, what do you as the owner, the the um, 
manager, whatever, bring to the business on an hourly basis or a daily basis. And so balancing that system, I think PicThread is the best one there from a photo perspective. Um, I've used a number of, I've tried a number of different ones. Um, thumb drives are easy, but they actually take more time than just uploading them to PicDrive. And, you know, for the, the few dollars I'll give away for that photo package, it saves me um, much more in, in, you know, revenue and time savings. Um, and then point of sale systems, having a good in retail oriented point of sale. Um, I, I've used Vend. That's what, that's what I'm currently using is um, Vend e-commerce. And it's a great system. It's super easy to learn. It's really intuitive. Um, I think I can spend, I, I'm big on training. I think it's really important to train your staff. Um, but I have taught someone to make a sale in three minutes and then said, all right, I'm going to give you better training next week. But to, today, just do that again. <laughs> um, it was that simple. And, and then I can go in and, and look at the inventory management and know. I mean, that's how I know what our true margins are on these um, this this retail side of the business. I'm not just pulling it from QuickBooks or whatever to say, okay, we spent this much on COGS and this much in you know retail revenue. So I can go down and look on a skew by skew um, level of, of what went well. And that helps you learn too. You know, like we we're saying, start small, buy a few different shirt types. Um, if you if you buy three different shirts and label them all as t-shirt in your point of sale system, you're not gonna know which one to buy again until you go dig through the boxes that are left over. And that's assuming that you, you counted everything right. But if you put it all into a point of sale system that tracks them individually, you can see early that you're about to run out of this one shirt and these two other ones haven't sold. So I need to reorder this shirt, um, staying on top of reorders. Um, unfortunately this year, uh, reordering early is going to be big. If you have an established business, put in your July reorders today. <laughs> um, you know, I, every day I come to a different email or phone call from a rep saying, yeah, that's on back order. Okay. Well, till when? August? Okay. Cancel the order. I'm going to go find something else. <laughs> yeah. I suppose everyone will be looking to to do that just now and there'll be a bit of a backlog or even just the delivery of things just at this moment with the way the world is at this moment in time it's gonna be a little bit harder so. yeah i i don't envy my friends in supply chain right now <laughs> <laughs> so you again you mentioned pick thrive there and you you liked them so much that you've actually became an ambassador for them um so tell us a bit about how that came about and even just you know giving a little bit more detail of what pick thrive do for for yourself and how that can also help operators as well yeah, so started off with PicThrive. Um, well, encountered PicThrive through they. It was one of those emails you get that uh, you know you open one out of ten. It's like uh, you know, I'm, you know, it's just a cold email sales call, and, and I read it and I was like, you know what, this might be a good idea. Um, at that point, you know, my previous company, we were looking at we'd had a pretty good photo sales business up to then. Um, and we'd gone from prints to CDs to thumb drives and, um, you know, the owner and marketing team and I had, had all been talking and we're discussing giving away our photos, um, looking at them as a marketing expense instead of a revenue source. And I didn't like that because we were looking at six digit photo sales. Um, that's a lot of money. 
because it's not just lost revenue. You have to turn around and say that's marketing spend now. Mm. Um, and that opportunity cost us just like this is there's got to be a way to make it easy to get these photos into people's hands and into their Facebook profile or onto their Instagram feed. Uh, well, this was before Instagram was really even as popular as it is now. Um, I guess we might even be moving past that at this point. But anyhow, I was looking for, you know, we wanted to engage with people online because, you know, what's the number one um, promoter for you? It's no commercial that you've ever put together. It's it's your former guests. Those um, guest referrals are, are just the highest quality lead. Um, so how did we do that? We needed to get pictures because that's how they see it. They, they're communicating with their friends online now saying, how do I, you know, I'm going to plan a trip to Colorado or Montana or Oregon, Ecuador, wherever. You know, I saw your picture that you went rafting. How was that? And they're like, oh, my God, you have to go. It was the coolest thing ever. We went with Glacier Raft Company. Um, that, you know, that promoter, big on net promoter scores, too. But um, that was the biggest, you know, thing for us. And we were willing to give up, you know, six figures in revenue to get that. Um, and then I heard from Pick Thrive and they said, that's what we want to do, but we don't want to give it away. Um, we want you to make money. And, and so we, we worked on it and, and they found an easy way, not found, they were offering an easy way to not only provide photos directly to the guests online, eliminating the, all the time I took uploading them from camera and then downloading them to a um, memory stick and then physically handing it to the guests, which they then lose and call us and say, I lost my pictures. Can you send me new ones? And then we've got to go to the mail and it's awful. It's a pain in the butt. Um, so pick drive is like, we create these albums, you download your pictures, go to this website and you just drag and drop, put them in this album. And now they're available for your guests to see. Uh, you can sort it, you can name it, whatever. So we've named all of ours based on the trip and the guide. So they're really easy to find. Um, for both me and for the guest. Then the guest goes to a, a tablet or um, or the internet, either one, and they type in their guide's name, their pictures pop up. They flip through them, they love them, they just press buy. And you know, oversimplifying a little bit, but it, it really is a pretty short process in the, the purchasing stream. So um, talk to the, so we saw that email, picked up the phone, gave them a call and we talked through it. And we just kind of kept talking and uh, one of the founders there, Neil, is um, just a really interesting guy, great background. Um, his story was um, was pretty cool, too. Went on, you know, a trip and didn't want to carry the seed of all the experiences he did around, so I had to find an easier way, and, and it, it's a great idea. Um, but we just bounced ideas back and forth, and they've been extremely responsive. You know, I'd say six out of ten ideas that I give them they've implemented and i'd say that's a pretty great ratio <laughs> um, you know, other companies i maybe get one out of a hundred so that just you know we just kept talking over time and um helped work with them promoted them to a, to a couple other outfitters in the colorado area which is where i was when i you know started working with them and our photo sales have gone up and so have our engagements and now we can measure that i can look into this dashboard in pick thrive and see how many times this album has been opened. You know, I can see that this album by this guy was opened 280 times. That's huge. That's 280 potential referrals. So now I know that that guide is doing a great job, that that photographer got good pictures and that my marketing dollars are being well used. 
and actually my marketing dollars revenue instead of expenditure. Um, so that's kind of over time we, we talked and, and got through there. And uh, about a year ago, I was talking to Neil. I was, I was actually flying back to flying to Montana, I think. <laughs> talked to him on the in the airport, and he was like, "Hey, we are looking to uh, to continue to build this and promote this, and we work, you know, so closely together over time. It only makes sense for you to." talk to us about that and um so we've worked together since then it's been a lot of fun yeah oh sounds it's great and it's it, sh it shows you know if the fact that you've become an ambassador for them it shows that they're, they're, they're also doing something right and they've helped your business out and as you say being very responsible so that's, that's a good sign you know, as you say there's many businesses out there or whether it's OTAs or not big businesses who as you say it's one in every hundred there's probably one in every thousand that maybe get back to you on and maybe implement but yeah that's it's good that they've been that responsible for you it's a great sign of a great company yeah and you know they've scaled up and, and down you know they've kind of gone through the wave especially through COVID um, as far as number of staff but everyone you know when I've gotten assigned a, a sales rep in the past they've been even more responsive you know, to have a direct line to the owner is fantastic, but no business can expect that and not in perpetuity. Um, yeah. But if your sales reps are just as responsive and then you see that development that you mentioned to a sales rep four weeks later, I, I think that's an unbelievable um, turnaround and, and the sign of a fantastic company. So uh, I, I really enjoy Big Thrive. I mean, the whole team's mm -hmm. fantastic there. They're fun to work with. No, good to hear. Good to hear. So before uh, we finish up and go, go and ask the last question, if anyone has any questions for, for Brandon, please do make, make sure you, you add them to the comments. We'll show them up on screen and we'll hopefully get them answered for you as well. Um, whether that's anything on retail, how to set it up, any of the tools, anything you want to ask, please feel free. So, yeah, so I suppose that the final thing to, to ask you, Brandon, if anyone did want to pick your brains or, or wanted to know more, how was the best way of getting in touch with you? Yeah, thank you. I'm happy to talk to anybody. I, I love these conversations. So reach out at any time. Um, LinkedIn is probably one of the, the best and, and most reliable ways to find me. Um, so Brandon Gonski, it's on, on the screen there, G-O-N-S-K-I. Um, uh, or, you know, anyone can, can feel free to shoot me an email as well. Um, it's just... Brandon at GlacierRaftCo.com is, is a good, reliable one. Excellent. But yeah. Excellent. I try to stay up with everyone on LinkedIn, and it's always fun when uh, people reach out that I can learn a little bit about you before uh, we hop on the phone or something. And so maybe I can be more effective if, uh, if you reach out and need some help. Yeah. Excellent. Um, before, before we sort of see if we get any questions, is there any... Is there anything in terms of a, a merchandise item or whatever that you've tried and it was uh, it just simply didn't work for any reason? No, we've, we've talked about photographs, something that would work really well, but what's that maybe one thing you thought, that would be such a great idea and it absolutely bombed, but it was just anything funny or anything. But is there anything that's maybe springs to mind? I still have a box of 500 tiny inflatable rafts, just like little novelty <laughs> blow up rafts. I we sold two. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think I can give them away, but uh, that that was one. Um, another one, but like a one that you might think like it it actually could do well. The market we were in, we started we sold uh, like some picture frames and, and coffee cups, 
because that's a, you know popular item you see at these trade shows everybody's got their their local coffee cup and um the market we tried those in it just didn't work i think it took us four years to sell through a couple of cases of those and that was a bummer it's funny i say that though because we have those here and they sell great <laughs> so it's all about knowing knowing your market you know why are people there yeah, something else I think on merchandising that gets um, you know underplayed is giving your team one just learning about merchandising, um, how to lay out your floor, um, but giving your team some authority and some education on that. Uh, you know, for example, like I said, it's raining here right now, but it was seventy-five degrees a couple days ago. Um, Fahrenheit, obviously. <laughs> um, and we need to rotate the floor because what people are interested in when they walk in the door when it's you know 75 80 degrees and it's a hot sunny day is not the same thing they're interested in when it's cold and raining so on those cold days you know the staff needs to not only have the awareness but the authority to go move the displays around and bring those raincoats up to the front of the building front of the floor um, that makes a big difference. You know, what you show people is what's going to sell. If they have to yeah. dig for it, it you're, you might have a great design that's hidden away and you're not going to know. So I think also that's a good way to test too, is especially for people learning, if they're just getting into this, rotate your floor every week, um, you know, move, move different designs in different places and see if they sell differently. Mm -hmm. You have to measure it, but... <laughs> Like like any form of marketing, you always have to measure it, see how effective yeah. it is. So That's yeah, a um, valuable thing for people to do. Definitely, definitely. And I suppose in a way, you know, it's looking at as, as you sort of alluded to earlier on. It's, it's looking at what people don't have off on them, but also looking at what they do, what they are carrying, or you know, sort of um, recyclable water bottles or whatever. All these other things that people are starting to carry out, and you know, all these little things that could tell give you ideas and spark ideas in terms of merchandise items yourself and stuff like that. So looking at what yeah, your actual customers are bringing with them. So great point. I think also, you know, you can take that a step further. Um, you know, I read uh, Sam Walton's um, memoir the other day or the other week and uh, you know, the founder of Walmart and something that I really took away from that was just his passion for it. And anywhere he'd go on vacation and he wanted to go to the local discount store. You know, go shop your competition. When you go on vacation, don't think of it just as vacation. You know, we're, we're entrepreneurs here. You've got to always have that mind on and uh, see what's, you know, go into those stores and, and ask the owners, ask the managers what sells. Mm -hmm. You can learn from them too. Um, most of us are willing to share information. You know, it's, if you're not in my market, you're not a competitor right now. I'm, I'm happy to share. It's a community in that regard. And if you are in my market, we can still talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said, I don't know if you're, if you're a tour guy, you know, you're in another destination or, or, or a similar destination, you want to try other people's tours to see what they're doing right, wrong, or what, you, what ideas you can steal for your own your own business and things like that. So it's, it's you no know, retail will be no different. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I can see one question that's just came in from Michelle Harding, and that must be, I think it's about Pick Thrive. Um, can clients buy more than just sort of downloads and prints? Can or can you just pick five things like do things like canvases and things like that as well? Or what sort of items is it that they, they help you out with? Um, you know, previously I know that they've connected and been able to um, 
do canvas prints delivered. Um, the primary function there is giving people access to the, the high-res images so that they can do it themselves. Um, I, I'm embarrassed to say I have to double check to find uh, find out whether that's uh, that's something that they're doing. Um, I know that we've done it, you know, in the past where you could get it printed on coffee cups or um, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, she's actually just asked another question. It's just popped up here. Maybe, maybe you've got a buyer for your floating rafts. Um, but curious, does your water rafts hold a mug and still floats? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. You know, I think they would hold maybe a, a few beers in them closed. You use it like a little floating cooler, but uh, yeah. <laughs> nah. maybe that's how you sell them. Just sort of sell them as, as beer coolers so that you can float when you're in the water and stuff like that. Maybe, that, maybe that's it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I know my kid would love them. He would love that sort of inflatable rafting uh, boat and stuff like that. He loves boats and everything else. So maybe, maybe uh, try to sell it to the kids to force the parents to buy it maybe that's <laughs> something good that's what i thought would happen you know when i got them i was like yeah. oh, kids will love these but <laughs> <laughs> yeah michelle just wrote up there saying swimming pool so yeah i love yeah. swimming pool but, yeah <laughs> so there we go i, I had no yeah. luck, so maybe i can find them and, and uh michelle you can do better than i did <laughs> <laughs> well I, I can't see any more questions um which means that I would say that is you've 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 given a, a great channel letting people know or what what it retail how how you can do it what it entails how it can help you grow your own business and again I think with with the effects of COVID and all the the last fourteen months I haven't been great and um, for a lot of businesses that you know, we're all looking at ways to generate revenue and if it means you no know, doing something with photographs or adding the odd product to to your lineup that you can then sell that it's something that people want then oh, I, I, to me it's a no-brainer now you should be maybe doing something like that and as you know as, as you have proven with with the many businesses you've helped and, and your current one though so it can certainly help you raise well even generate more profit margins than your actual products itself and at the end of the day that's that's a great thing and everyone will be looking for that at this moment in time yeah, it's if you're not doing it, you're leaving money on the table. Mm -hmm. Got it. Got to at least give it a try. It's it's a low risk uh, way to do it. You, you, sorry, made me think of something too. Actually, you know, you can always ask the reps too about you know buybacks. I've I've had some who are willing to if you don't sell through something, uh, they'll they'll buy it back from you and help you mitigate that risk um you know they won't always do that not every manufacturer will not every product does but you know you do have that uh that option sometimes so it's always worth asking about mm -hmm. and get terms That's good to know good to know well brandon i can't thank you enough um i think it's a fascinating topic uh, it's 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 one that though when you told me earlier on no the revenue that produces story it, it blew my mind to know um, considering today when everything's online, people get access to things and everything else that you, 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 it still works very, very well for you. Um, and again, hopefully it highlights to some other businesses listening and watching that they can do this themselves and implement it themselves. And so just again, if they want to get in touch, um, what's the best way is through LinkedIn and your email address, wasn't it? Yeah, that email is brandon at glacierraftco.com. Well, Brandon, thanks again, and uh, please do keep in touch, and hopefully uh, we'll love to see what, what happens next with your business. Absolutely. Thanks, Chris. This has been great.